Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Paddle and Fin, uh, the Reel Down segment brought to you by Michigan, Ohio Kayak Anglers. Today we have uh, Zach Soulier, who's on the board of Mayo. How you doing today, Zach? Uh, not too bad. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, alongside of us here is uh, co-host John Graves. How you doing, John? I'm doing great, guys. Man, just I'm happy to be alive after this weekend. Yeah, you, you had a crazy <laughs> weekend uh, fishing the Buddy Bass tournament and yeah. the Paddle and Fin tournament with me. Didn't see out on the water though, but no, it was hot, and I I suffered some heat exhaustion. That was a that was a rough one for mm-hmm. me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. My getting, teammate did well. Yeah, I heard he did real well. Yeah, his first tournament ever. That's in awesome. Kayak. So yeah. he he's probably hooked now, isn't he? He's very hooked. He's very hooked. You know, he's a lot like a lot of us. You know, you can't pull. You love to bass, you fish, and you you you're you're good at it. But you know, you can't pull twenty grand on a bass boat, and you feel like you're kind of like stuck. You know, so you try these co-angler uh, positions out, and you try to get your spot in and these big you know bass tournaments and stuff like that. And you're like, you know, it's it's a hard draw to make that, but all of a sudden you can get a plastic molded kayak and go out and, and compete for some pretty good money for what you got to put in it. And, uh, he's just at the moment I put him in the pro angler 14 and, uh, put him out the day before in the pond right out here in the house. Since first time he ever brought a fish up, netted the fish. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I got the video on my Facebook page. It's funny because he just, he's so natural at it, sets the hook, he sets down, he grabs the, I mean, his I always struggle with that yak, uh, that yak gear net, the one that has the brace there. And I always, I always struggle with that thing a little bit. Um, his arm just slipped right down on it. Like it was just 
like he's been doing it his whole life. He grabs the fish, he sets it down. He goes, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was. And then the next day he just did as well as he did. I was just, so he's definitely hooked. In fact, the next day he was asking, okay, how much do I got to put in these kayaks? And I said, well, that's, that's a whole other story there. So, you know, uh, but you will definitely be seeing uh, Dawson Thompson out there fishing out awesome. of the kayak. Be a name yeah. to remember then. So, yeah, uh, my weekend went pretty good. We uh, did the paddle and fin tournament. There was probably about 14, 15 guys out there. Uh, out there. I placed uh, fifth in the individual and uh, me and Chris Anderson got first place. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were crushing it. It was fun, man. You're on fire at Callan Lake out there, man. That's I know. Your... I don't get it. <laughs> you know, you must, you get, you got something. So, you know, what was it? What were you doing? Uh, black and blue jigs. Right. The same, your go-to. Yep. I'm throwing it in the covering structure. Uh, all my bites were early morning. It kind of died out until about one o'clock. Right. So, but yeah, um, let's get into, uh, this stuff with Zach here. So, uh, he's on the board of Mayo and, uh, how long have you been doing mm -hmm. that for? Uh, that actually just started this year. Um, I would say we voted on the board. Um, Todd and Rich both approached me maybe about a month and a half ago, actually. The board, we, we had talked about it prior, but uh, up until about a month and a half ago, it was just kind of a, more of a, hey, we may do this uh, kind of thing. And he called me and said, hey, we're, we're going to give this a go. And we want you to be part of it. So I was, I was more than happy to get on with those guys and, you know, help them out in any way possible. And so far it's, that's the board board came together real nice. You know, we got a few real good guys on that board, um, real good fishermen. And it's, it's nice to not only be able to make decisions with these guys, but just to talk to them, you know, pick their brain about what they do. And, you know, here's some of the different, different stories, especially being, central to northern michigan and hearing from guys that are down in ohio and you know i don't i don't get the fish down that way quite often yeah. but uh hearing some yeah. of the stories it makes me want to yeah so. it's there's yeah. some pretty good fishing down this way so i mean yeah. it's not it's not michigan but it's it's still pretty good <laughs> uh, michigan though <laughs> uh, other i know jason ricketts is on the board for you guys and uh jared uh mccomas right yeah, McComas, uh, Ricketts, myself, and then Rich and Todd, uh, Rich okay. Peterson and Todd Patrick. That that's the five board members that we we have. Okay. Yeah, I, I met Jared this weekend. He's he's a real cool guy. We we camped at Cowan Lake mm -hmm. together, and uh, of course, me and John both know uh, Jason pretty well. We're good yeah. friends with him. Yep. So, uh, what, what what's your guys' responsibilities? Uh, um, a lot of it just comes to. Um, if there's decisions to be made within the group, um, we actually just had our tournament at Fletcher's Pond this weekend, and uh, there was a discrepancy over the big bass of the tournament. Uh, it, it was a mouth-open deduction on a fish that would have been the big bass of the day, and it came down to a board decision on how far we all thought the mouth was open, and, you know, and that's that's kind of where it's tough for myself you know it being one of the competitors in the tournament i didn't do as well as i wanted to do this weekend um i probably placed 11th i believe um 
after two great days of pre-fishing. I just could not find them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's tough when you know you're 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 fishing against these guys that you have to give a deduction to. Um, but having a five-person board, it allows you know my vote to not so much be the deciding factor. Um, and it was it was a decision that we all made that uh, the fish there had to be a deduction made to it. And um, Stephen Galloway ended up posting the big fish with uh, 19, I believe it was 19 and a half inches. Um, so he ended up taking home about 175 bucks just for catching one fish. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> he also ended up in third place. So he took home two paychecks. Wow. So, That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, what was his name again? Uh, Stephen Galloway. That's right. I, I added him on Facebook and I, I I'm going to try to keep yeah. adding everybody that uh, goes through the tournament there. So I'm pretty familiar with everybody. Yeah, he, he's, he's a great stick. He, you know, he's one of those guys that I, I heard somewhere. I don't remember where, but he's one of those guys. He carries a clicker on his kayak and marks every time he catches a fish. And I believe last year he, he had over a thousand fish caught. Wow. And you know, wow. He, he just, you know, we always give him a hard time about his kayak is always a mess, but. <laughs> When you when you fish as hard as that guy does, there's a reason his kayak is a mess because he doesn't have time to to clean it off because he's going and going and it it shows. I mean, he every tournament he's in the top, you know. So he's he's a great guy. I mean, he's a pretty quiet guy. So you know, he's not not one to want to talk a lot. But when you can get him talking, it's nice to actually get to talk to him. Sounds like a guy we know down here in Southwest Ohio, isn't that right, John? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kurt bought yeah. uh, Kurt Smith's old uh, 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 Hobie Pro Angler, and uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> oh, that 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 kayak has more experience fishing than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm in one of Kurt Smith's old ones now. Oh, that's it. yeah, it's incredible. You know, they live <laughs> yeah, on so it. His- <laughs> The one that he won the national championship, and I'm fishing out of now. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't, so you guys are basically. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it off of Rich Peterson uh, right after I came back from nationals there, and I've been fishing out of that now for what going on four months now, and I love that thing. I know, and the, you know, it's got Kurt Smith's oh, DNA good. all over it. Did it come with like a? Yeah. Uh, spider-man uh like a wet naps package he always put those in there and then there was there was like soft lure plastics coming out of uh the transducer mountain stuff at the bottom of it it was amazing i asked asked him at uh the hobie bass open where he left some of his uh you know old lures at and he told me he's like did you check the back hatch and (laughs) everywhere i just can't find any of them right that's funny (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Kurt's a really quiet guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's laid back, uh, but yeah, he's very open to discussion. But he's uh, he'll hold tight to his uh, secrets and what oh, yeah. makes it click for him, you know. And you know, you get to that level for a guy like me. I'm just you know, this is what I do, and this is where I got it, and that's how I did it. But you know, I'm learning. <laughs> you know, some of those yeah. things you want to hold everybody, a little closer. Everybody knows I throw the Ned rig. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Ned rig's good, baby. It, 
it came out at nationals that I threw the Ned rig the entire time. So every time I catch a big fish anymore, it's like, oh, that was probably the Ned rig, wasn't it? And I was like, man, <laughs> eh, maybe. It's a good bait. I, I'm known to throw the chatter bait, so everybody around here is calling me chatterbait Brad now. <laughs> yeah. Sticks. Well, it, it, a couple of the, a couple of the guys that I roomed with at nationals, they started just calling me Z Man. That's that's the name they came <laughs> hey, up I with. Hey, I like that. And, I guess hey, it, it worked because I ended up just putting it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, Zach, let me let me ask you something, Zach, if I could, because I'm gonna be heading out. I'm I'm heading out 4 a.m. to iCast. Okay. I'm specifically okay. looking for a finesse rod to throw the Ned rig. What should I be looking for? Um, you know, as far as rods go, um. I typically stick to the loose rods. Um, I love the feel that they have. Um, I've been throwing my finesse baits with a pretty much a lighter action. Um, the loose, what is it? I want to say it's the it's the Mach One, I believe. Okay. Um, the the cast or you know the casting rod or just the the spinning rod. Mm -hmm. Um. And I mean, I, I just, I love the feel that that rod has. Um, you know, I, I've tried other ones. Um, I've even tried some like, almost like ultralight just to see if I could get a little more feel. Right. But I, I just never really had as good of good a feel as I do with the, the lose Mach ones. Now is that like a medium? Um, oh, it's, uh, the one that I got. I actually talked the guy at the store into switching the the rod out with another one. Um, I ended up getting a medium light. Okay. Um, so it, it has a little more whip to it. Um, I was contemplating on just getting the medium, but there was a medium light one right there, but it had a different reel on it. Or no, that one was just sitting on the shelf. It didn't have a reel on it. And I asked the guy, I'm like, can I just swap the rod with this, make it a combo? And he said, yeah, that's that's cool. So yeah, he was cool about it, and yeah, so. you definitely you definitely need one of those more sensitive and lighter rods for that because those <laughs> bass don't always hammer the Ned rig. No, they, they don't. They lightly pick it up. So oh yeah, well that's especially when you're bed fishing. That's yeah. that's a tough one. I I love throwing the Ned rig when I'm bed fishing, and that actually got me third place in one of my tournaments this year. Was up at uh, Green Lake or Duck and Green Lake, I found 75 beds one day and then went back on tournament day and I just I just cruised around right on top of the beds and threw a Ned rig in and that fish would barely touch it. And if you didn't set that hook in that one, one and a half seconds at the most, mm -hmm. that fish was gone. So wow. That's awesome. Uh, what other tournaments do you fish or tournament trails? Um, so I did a couple of the Michigan Kayak Trail, the MKT, this season um, over on the west side of the state. Uh -huh. um, I fished the Northern Michigan Kayak Trail, which is a lot of lakes, you know, like the name says. Uh, they're all nor northern lakes. Uh, we've done Lake St. Helens, uh, Duck and Green Lake, which is up by Traverse City. Um, next weekend we have the Saginaw Bay Tournament, and then... I think there's one more tournament and then their championship for the year is going to be on Burton Mullet Lake. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be a good one though. That's a very high populated smallmouth lake. Um, both Burt and Mullet have just monster smallmouth in there. 
what was that God. second one you said? I, I I got the Michigan, the Northern Michigan Trail. It's, what was the other one? Yeah, the so there there was the Michigan Kayak Trail, which is MKT, and then the Northern Michigan Kayak Trail. And then the other ones that I fish are I've fished cats uh, in the past. I unfortunately none of the dates lined up this year for me to fish any of their tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Hobie Bass Open this year, and then uh, and then Mayo has been kind of my you know my more more loyal one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, two of the tournaments though this year one got canceled and one lined up on a day that I could not attend. Um, so I've only fished two of their tournaments so far, but I do plan on fishing the last two as well. Yeah, th- this, uh, this segment we're doing, we're trying to get more familiar with the, uh, tournament trails in our region, uh, mm-hmm. specifically Midwest, Midwest region. So, uh, okay. I'm glad I asked you that cause I, I haven't heard of the Northern Michigan trail. Yeah. So. And, and there, there's a couple of smaller ones as well. There, there's a trail up in Alpena that's just called the Alpena kayak anglers association, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they got some good guys up there. Um, they do some good lakes. They're just, they're a smaller club. Um, you know, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing with the, the future of this sport is, you know, getting, you know, up until last year, nobody really wanted to bring tournaments to Northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, now we're doing tournaments <laughs> yeah. all the way up by track city and that last one that I did up there, the top three guys had all over 90 inches. Wow. You know, so, you know, there there are good lakes up there. And, you know, even Fletcher's Pond, even though it didn't produce over 90 inches, uh, both of my days of pre-fishing, I caught 90 inches plus. Um, uh, the second, the, talk about that place. Yeah. You know, and the, the first day was just unbelievable. I had fish after fish that were just big um my smalls were and i mean i i told a lot of people what i caught and i didn't tell them every fish because uh i kind (laughs) of wanted to keep some spots a secret and uh you know i I think i told a lot of people i only caught mid 80s on on friday um but (laughs) even friday i uh i put up over 90 inches and i just i went out saturday and you know, I had a I had a plan A, a plan B, and that's about as far as I got. And uh, Saturday morning, I, I woke up and just did not feel confident in plan A because I looked out and my plan A was actually spot fishing. Um, I on Thursday I went out and I saw fish swimming through the weed beds and I was throwing a jig in or a Ned rig, which uh, I was using the green pumpkin goby, and I was throwing that in. And, they were just hammering it. And uh, I looked out and I saw there was already a little bit of a chop at five o'clock in the morning. And I knew plan A was out. Um, I started heading out to plan B and I saw three boats already sitting in my plan B spot. So I resorted to a makeshift plan C and lost three good fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, two by my own, two that were my own fault, and one that just did not want to take a picture. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, it was it was kind of weird. Jeff Fader told me this exact thing happened to him at the Hobie Bass Open, uh, and and I it was I saw it happening as into him as it happened to me. 
It jumped. It landed on the front of my kayak. The hook fell out of its mouth, and it lay oh. there for a second, and it oh. flopped in the water. Oh. And so I set my I set my rod down and tried to dive to the front oh. of the kayak to hold it down, and I there was no keeping that fish. Um, after that, though, I, I was fortunate enough to still put up 78 inches, and I really didn't start catching fish until almost noon. Um, the, the, I think the biggest thing that happened out there was the two days of free fishing. Um, it was in the 80s, like mid to high 80s. And then come tournament day, it was low 70s and overcast. And that bite just changed a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, it, the, the two prior days, I was, he- you know, fish were swimming from every direction to hit those lures. Tournament day for me, it was just, I had to, I had to get that bait right in front of that fish for him to take it. Mm. So. Mm. That's, that's crazy, man. man. Mm-hmm. Zach, it's almost like, a, is, is the rent up there in Michigan pretty cheap? Because I just looked up on Wikipedia and how many lakes are in that state? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, you know, there are a lot, and there are some beautiful waters here. Um, and, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to, I live right on Saginaw Bay. Um, Saginaw Bay, I believe, was just voted the number eight bass fishing area. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the state or, you know, if that's the bass master, like, countrywide kind of thing, but... Saginaw Bay holds some wow. beautiful bass, and uh, it's very underfished. Um, up here, walleye are what everybody targets. And right. you go out, and you tell somebody you're going for bass, and they kind of look at you like you, you don't know what you're doing. Where are you from, supposed Midwest? To... <laughs> Midwest? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I when I went out this morning, you know, I went four miles out, and I'm sitting around guys that are all fishing for walleye, and I'm sitting on a sitting on a rock wall that holds smallmouth and I found some and they're there. It's just, you know, a four mile paddle. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. What What's, uh, I'm always curious the water temperature difference between up there where you are and down here in Cincinnati. We're almost, Cincinnati. Uh, we're almost, we're almost uh, 90 degree water. It's hot. Oh, wow. Um, so I, when I was out at the bay today, I want to say it was mid to high 70s. Um, oh. I was picking up spots. I was picking up spots that were 74, and then I was picking up spots that were, you know, shallow water that was more like 78. Um, but I know Fletcher's Pond, even northern Michigan, was mid 70s. Wow, that's that's nice. So, yeah, that is nice. <laughs> hey, do you got a couch there at your house, Dad? You got a couch there. <laughs> I got I got plenty of room. Okay, I'll be there, I'll be there. I'll be there. right now. <laughs> Holy right, sticks, we ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Man, I, I'm wanting to get up there someday. You're always, you're always welcome to come on up. I, I plan on uh, fishing some Mayo events up there next year, definitely. So that's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. That, um, What's after, after last weekend, I'm definitely after last weekend, I'm definitely just looking forward to the tournaments. You know, I don't want to look back. <laughs> yeah, for real. That that water temperature does it ever get any hotter than 85 up there? 85 up there. You know, I being that I fish the bay predominantly, 
Um, that's part of the Great Lakes system. So you're always having water flow coming in and out. Um, I've never noticed it higher than 79. Um, nice. It might touch 80 a couple times. And I would assume that these smaller lakes, uh, especially when you get down towards the Fenton area, there are just, there. there's hundreds of lakes down that way. And they're all, they're all 15 to 20 feet deep lakes. And I'm sure those lakes are probably up in the 80s right now. Um, but I know, you know, where I fish generally is never really above 80 degrees. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's right. Awesome. Our, our, our lakes down here get really hot really fast. Uh, yeah. You can set a hot dog in the water that's down so. here, and five minutes later, it's good to go. Yeah, you guys probably get it's you disgusting. guys probably get a lot of uh, a lot of grass growth and everything like that. I'm assuming then too, yeah, huh? Definitely. Yeah, a lot of a lot of farm runoff in our ponds and or not ponds, uh, lakes and everything too. Yeah. So it's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, and I I don't mind pad fishing or you know weed bed fishing, but at the same time, I would much rather fish that you know 10 to 12 foot drop off that's got you know fish hanging right out on the drop off area. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get back to the Mayo stuff. Let's uh, Mayo stuff. Uh, what's the tournament uh, fees for the Mayo tournaments? For the Mayo tournaments. Um. The tournament fees for Mayo are always if it's a Mayo specific event, which this year they did partner two of their event, two of their events with the KBF. Um. So if it's a Mayo specific event, they're fifty dollars for the entry fee. And then they're five dollars if you want to get into the big bass. Um, if it is a KBF event, which Lake St. Clair this year was, and then so is the East West Harbor tournament that's coming up on the 27th of this month, mm-hmm. um, that will be a $75 entry fee. And if you want to get into big bass, you have to do that through the KBF Big Bass Brawl, which is, I believe, an extra $25. Okay. Um, Okay. So that's all kind of handled more on the lines of KBF. But when it is a Mayo specific event, uh, they're $50 for an entry fee and $5 for big bass. It, you guys ever get any pushback on the uh, tournament fees for Mayo? Not typically. Um, I know other tournament series, uh, you know, even some of the ones I fish are more than what Mayo is. Um, um Actually, Mayo is one of the cheaper ones. Okay. Yeah, our, our tournaments down here are pretty cheap, it seems like. John, I think the most they get is like 35 right? Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're pretty inexpensive. You know, $35 really at the most. You can toss in another 5 or 10 bucks for big bass. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's not much at all. Great raffles. Great the, the way I always look at it is if I don't have an extra 50 bucks laying around to fish a tournament, I probably shouldn't be fishing it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bucks should be going to something yeah. else. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, what's your guys' uh, payout structure? Uh, what's your guys, uh, payout structure? Um, they pay out the top 10%. Um, it's all, it's rounded down. So, like this last tournament, um, Mayo is a KBF partner. Um, so, yeah. we are able to, if we reach 30 anglers in a tournament, we are able to give national championship qualifier spots. So, this last tournament, I believe there were... I want to say there were 36 or 37 mm-hmm. participants in the tournament. 
Um, so we paid three spots, but we gave away four national championship spots. That's so awesome. these spots are always That's rounded awesome. up and the payout is always rounded down just so that way we can, uh, you know, allow those top two or top three or whatever it's going to be to get a little more money for what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J- John here, he qualified the first John event here. of the year. The first event of the year. <laughs> Didn't even expect it. I, I wasn't, and maybe that's why I did it. You know, maybe that's why yeah. I, I the year before I stressed out so much and and uh, but first mm-hmm. tournament and had the Hobie Pro Angler 14 and it was the Yak of the Covenant did it for me there, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I was the same way last year. Um, you talk to any like Rich or Todd. Um, I finished Angler the year last year. I lost, or I came in second by, I want to say it was either a half inch or a quarter inch. Oh, man. Um, and I, oh, we, man. We, we knew that the Angler of the Year was going to get a, a national championship spot, um, being that it was Mayo's first year. Everybody knew that the, the top guy was going to go, but we didn't know if more people were going to go. Um, luckily, I was enough, you know, it was enough for me to qualify last year. And I actually got the opportunity to, you know, go down there and I had a great tournament, Um, you know, put three solid days together and just stayed on, stayed on a good bite, ended up bringing home 14th place. And uh, I I qualified for next year's at nationals. Um, And then I also qualified for the FLW KBF Cup, which is coming up in August down in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, that one is yeah. still up in the air right now. I plan on going to it, but five hundred dollars is a is a pretty hefty bill to flip to take a week off of work. Yeah, so. it, it's gonna be even more harder because your wife also just qualified too. Then right? Qualified too? Then right? Yeah. Well, she qualified for nationals. Yeah. Um, That's so awesome. that yeah, Gunnersville. Um, awesome. Yeah. So now I already told her she's got to find her own house because now we're not friends. <laughs> you know, now, now we're competing against each other. Are you are, are you uh, not qualified for nationals next year yet? For nationals next year yet? Yeah. Oh no, I, I did qualify through okay. um through nationals. The, the top, I want to say the top twenty or top forty qualified for twenty twenties nationals in uh okay. in Gunnersville. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of new to this tournament stuff, so I don't know it very much. Okay. Very much. Yeah, and it, it was definitely a big stress relief, and I actually do believe that it kind of hurt me a little bit to qualify already because I don't feel myself trying to grind it out as much. You know, if That's I'm in a, a tournament, good point. You know, like, good point. You know, and, and I actually really enjoyed last year not knowing that I qualified until after my last event of the year, um, because it made me fish hard. Um, That's I. Yeah. You know, I, I spent till if check-in was at or lines out was at two, you better believe I had a line in until one fifty-nine. Um, where now, you know, even last even last tournament last weekend, when I realized that I had seventy-eight inches and the top person had eighty-five, you know, when there was ten minutes left in the day, I was just sitting back. I had my music on and just kind of <laughs> 10 minutes of the day. Just enjoying yourself, man. Uh, and yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, it's one of those things that 
Yeah, it, it's great that I am already have a punch ticket to go to nationals, but at the same time, you can't forget that we still have to, you still got to fish. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of the times, yeah. once once that stress gets taken off of you, you kind of, you get complacent with just, okay, you know, I it's okay if I don't finish in the top three because I'm already qualified. And I felt that way this year and I, I didn't like it. I, you know, I had to kind of get myself out of that funk a while back. Zach, I'm really glad I heard you say that because I'm falling into that same category. Um, you know, last year when I was attempting to qualify for the KBF, really not knowing jack squat about kayak bass fishing, but I might as well aim high. And so I had just went nuts on that. And I was out trying to learn as much as I possibly could get out and go everywhere I could. Now that I've qualified in the first tournament of the season, I have, I've sat back and I have got complacent and as if I'm okay. April, 2020 is so far away, but guess what, man? So was I cast and it's happening tomorrow. So I'm so glad to hear you say that because I think now I'm not going to fall victim to that. I, I, you're right. Man. I need to get out there. And I think I the, get out there. The, the biggest thing with that was, and I, I realized it early enough that I basically told myself, like, I'm not, I'm not going to let myself just stop going to some tournaments and all that, because really, I mean, anybody on any day can come out and do, do great. It, that's, that's the glory of fishing. It's not always the same person. Yeah. You know, a lot of the guys are always on the top of the leaderboard, but there's always that one person that from somewhere in the back, they catch fish. And, you know, I mean, when I went, when I went down to nationals last year, I went down, that was my fourth year ever even fishing. Um, not only just kayak fishing, but just fishing in general. Um, I went down there with just the idea of, Hey, I, I just want to go down and catch, catch a fish. Um, after the first day, then my goal changed to, I want to catch a limit both days. Um, and then, you know, my second day I was, I was able to catch the, probably the biggest fish I'll ever catch. Hopefully not, but you know, I was able to catch a fish that won me $1,100. Nice. uh, Then going into the third day, I, I found myself sitting in 18th place and it was just a, a surreal moment that you, you don't want to let go of. And then at six o'clock in the morning, you just got to let go of it and say, Hey, I got to fish again. And you know, it's all, all it is, is it's at any time of any day. I mean, I, Greg Blanchard, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, you know, he was, he was behind me going into day three and he put together what was probably one of the best day threes I've seen. And I believe he ended up second place. Right. Yeah. Um, and Mike Elsie, he just third place. Okay. Um, and Mike Elsie, you know, he just, he put three amazing days together and you know, that's all it takes. You know, when you can get it, when you can get a bait and you can get a good, uh, a good bite going, you just got to keep rolling on that. How'd you feel about those three days of fishing in that tournament? Fishing in that tournament. Yeah, it was more mentally exhausting than anything. Um, you know, so it was actually a pretty funny story. Uh, I know we had talked before about, you know, Jenna fishing with me. And we went down there together. Um, 
and we were out on, we went to two lakes prior to where I just said, okay, I don't really want to fish here. Um, one of them, we just didn't catch much. And the other one was because there were a ton of snakes and a ton of alligators and I'm like fishing, and I don't do the alligators like and I don't like snakes either. So <laughs> the third day of pre-fishing, we went out on Caddo Lake and down in Texas, you know, we're not used to it here in Michigan, but they have boat lanes. Um, and if you're in the boat lane, those boats aren't slowing down for you. And uh, Jenna, Jenna wasn't used to it, and she was in one of the boat lanes, and she started kind of getting flustered that the boats were flying past her. And she, uh, me and her kind of got into a little argument about it. And, you know, so she went and fished on her own. And, uh, you know, so I kind of felt like I had to go, you know, say sorry to her and, you know, went over and, I don't know why um, I had been reading about how to fish in Texas and all that and, you know, bought all the lizards and the big baits. And I finally on that day just said, you know what, I'm going to go back to what I know from Michigan. I threw the Ned rig and put it right at the base of a cypress tree. And I pulled out a 21 and three quarter inch bass. Oh, man. And, man. and so right after that, I was on my way over to apologize to Jenna and I told her, Hey, go further away because this is my spot now. <laughs> and so we, you know, and after, you know, we ended up fishing that area for about another, maybe another hour. Um, the third day I was off the water by 11 AM because I knew where I wanted to be. Um, the first day of the tournament rolled around, I went right to that spot and it was it was a 500 yard circle um it was just hitting the same cypress trees over and over um they just kept reloading uh and i was fortunate enough the first day i think i had 84 inches on the first day 92 inches on the second day and i believe 86 on the third day so and and i threw the same through the same exact bait all three days i actually after day one i was really running low on the uh yoga pants trds so i called over to i think it was a cabela's down there and asked them if they had any and the guy said they had two packages so they uh I told him all right well here's my credit card number so hold them on the counter for me and then uh you know those cypress trees down there when you're throwing a, a non-weedless jig they claimed about 36 of them from me and uh, so I was, and I was also very fortunate that on going into day three, um, Mike McKinstry was down there with Z-Man and I talked to him for a little while and, uh, he, I told him what I was doing and I, I was running low and he helped, he hooked me up with a couple of, a couple of bags of the Ned rigs. So that way I had a couple for the third day. Thank That's you. Awesome. So I was awesome. definitely appreciative of that. So, oh yeah. I, you, you touched a little bit on the, uh, the uh, mental preparation before uh, tournament. Can you go into like some sort of routine that you do or have? Or, um, you have a as routine? far as I go, um, I've always been one of those pretty superstitious people. I, I grew up playing hockey my whole life. and uh, Smile, you got your teeth. I, <laughs> you got your teeth. I'm, missing, uh, I'm missing one over here, and I got a couple oh. of things. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, lived the life of that, that junior league fighter for a little while. And my parents well, I'm missing never, teeth and I have never uh, played hockey. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so as far as superstition goes for me, it's one of those, I don't do a lot of it, but when I'm loading my truck at night, you know, the night prior, I try to always do it the same way. If I don't do it the same way, I got to pull everything back out and start over again. Um, and I think more of that is on the lines of, I just don't want to forget stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I'm pre, yeah. if I'm pre-fishing and I find an outfit that I'm wearing while I pre-fish, I wear that on tournament day. Um, <laughs> I went down to nationals and I didn't change my clothes all three days. <laughs> that's, because, awesome. that's old that's Zach over there. Zach. I guess one of my weird quirks <laughs> here is this hat, man. Ever since I've got this hat, yeah, it's, it's been yeah. fire. It kept yeah. everything from me down there too. You know, they didn't like the smell. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> But I, I think the biggest mental thing anymore is uh, actually the, the music has became a big one for me. Uh, it just is a relaxing thing in the morning. And if anybody ever pulls into a boat launch and hears, uh, what is it, uh, X going to give it to you by DMX, I think it is. <laughs> if you ever hear that blaring, that's coming nice. from my truck. <laughs> so that's yeah, awesome. I, uh, as, I pull, as I pull into the boat launch, that's my... Uh, my music that I find on my phone, yeah. wherever it is, that's what I play. Yeah. I, so, I was going to ask you what pumped you up before the tournament. <laughs> so yeah. you answered it. <laughs> so you answered that, it. That's one of them. And, you know, I know when I pulled into the one boat launch at about 4.30 in the morning at Nationals with my windows down and my music on, I got a few interesting looks. But <laughs> uh, people have everything that they do. I know some guys, you know, they'll – They'll pray before they go out. For me, it's just I need to mentally prepare myself. And that kind of just, you know, it takes me back to my days of sitting in the locker room before a hockey game and, nice. you know, be able to kind of nice. just focus on what I have to do and, you know, know that at the end of the day, what's going to happen is going to come down to what I do and what the fish want. And that's that's what I've always kind of learned about it. John, I, you're you're a mysterious guy, dude. So I kind of want to hear what your routine is. <laughs> well, you know, I if you know if it's a Saturday morning, if it's a Saturday morning, there's a uh, show uh, called The Great Outdoors on WLW, and it's with Chip Hart. And I really love catching that on a Saturday morning. It's just a 30-minute program. And he's often talking about the fishing in the Southwest Ohio area. So I like to listen to Chip Hart. Um, I've been out of the music scene. I've been, I played music uh, and was involved actually in the music uh, business for a while. But man, I don't have that music anymore. Music anymore. I often do a podcast. I often do a podcast. You know, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll you be know, uh, out, you know, taken out off on the, the kayak out there in the middle of the morning, which to me is the most special time of the day when you get to see that, um, to see that sun rise come up. Sun, rise uh, but what a perfect day to do a podcast. So I've been burning a lot of those up. Um, um, I do like spending do a little like time in prayer and, time, uh, um, and uh, you know, because uh, that to me, being out next, in the in, in the water like out. that is the really is God's really creation, and God's to have that to to have uh, that have that uh, have that 
just get my day started. That's where I'm at right now. That might right now turn into some other stuff. There was some things I did uh, running. I ran with a lot of Native American Indians, so there was a lot of sage burning and stuff like that. So I don't know. You know, you might look out there someday and see some guy saging his kayak and everything. I don't know. That's that John Graves guy. I'm developing. I'm not sure what you know. Yeah. Still looking for that good music. That good music and yeah, and I, it's cool that you know with me you know, you talked about the whole prayer thing. Um, you know, I it, the, probably the coolest thing that I've ever felt while kayaking is uh, the second day of uh, second day of nationals when I did catch that big fish and it just changed my whole point of view on what was going on down there. Like I actually figured that that was what was going on. Um, that morning I just I felt like going out I just had to kind of sit back and do a, you know, say, say a prayer to myself. And, uh, I never actually, I met my grandpa when I was really young, but he fished a ton and I never really got to know him. And my dad has this weird thing where he thinks he can talk to ghosts. And, uh, he told me that that day he had a conversation with my grandpa about what I was doing and that, you know, and, you know, that he was proud of what I was doing. And it, it, it touched me mainly because that morning, that's kind of what I prayed for was to, you know, know that like all the people that have supported me and know that, Hey, he's kayak fishing for a living. He, you know, the, even though it sounds like a joke to a lot of people, you know, we love it and that's what we love to do. But, you know, knowing that those people would be the ones that are proud of me. And, you know, knowing that, you know, he had that and then I felt that way, it was just, it was something else, you know, knowing that all that happened on the same day at the same time, roughly. Yeah, that's always cool when stuff like that happens. Stuff like that happens. When you asked me that question, Brad, it kind of, it it stalled me for a second. And I, it really had me thinking about something that transpired not long ago. And I, I, if, and if I, I, if you dive deep into me, you'll probably find that I'm not a real religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. And um, my family has always been a family that went to church and my kids went through Catholic uh, schools. And so uh, been to my fair share of Baptist church and Catholic uh, churches and Native American sweat lodges. So I would I just call myself sort of a spiritual person, but the other, um, not long ago, I was out uh, fishing and uh, fishing. I I got a big hook set. It was a big fish. And I started going, oh, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God. And it just started come out of me, man. Please, God, keep this fish on. And I thought to myself right then and there, why is it that we're always... Always in a time of need that we're saying, please God, please God. And this clairvoyance kind of came over me at that point and says, why don't you just says, why don't you just please God, please God, just please him. Just don't ask for him. Don't say, please God, help me. Say, just please God. And that moment right there, really right there. Really for me on that kayak, well, and I happened to be in with the um, kayak uh, fishing yeah. with Christ gang uh, out of Tennessee when this all went down. When this all it was really kind of so. When you asked me that question, I couldn't help but think about that moment. But that's part of my ceremony is getting out there and my connection to a great spirit, something much bigger 
than we are, and and uh, yeah. given right. thanks to that, so it's developing that, so it's more developing. into that kind of stuff of really enjoying. I, hey, I don't care if I catch fish. I just want to please God. Make me happy with who I am and and what's going on with I you know the sport and the friendship that I'm building up in it and man that's the greatest award man that's the greatest award ever yeah that's one of my favorite things about the fishing that's one of my favorite things about the fishing meeting all these guys and you just become these guys for a while become good for a while so. Yeah, that's so, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I don't I don't even know how to segue out of that. Well, are we getting the echo? Maybe it's saying it for us. <laughs> yeah, there, there's an echo yeah. for some reason. I'm not sure why. Some reason I'm not sure why. I don't I don't know if you guys hear it or not, but I don't know if you guys hear it or not, but we'll try to power through it. We'll try to power yeah. through it. Yeah. I'm gonna um, ask you a few more things about bio. You, uh, things about bio. you guys got the uh, future plans that you can discuss that you can discuss uh there's some stuff in the works right now um nothing that can be released at the time i actually had to call todd before this to to kind of ask him what i could say and what would get me in trouble so um for right now our future plans are to send as many people to nationals as we can and you know keep promoting the sport the way that it's meant to be um you know fun friends you know, just get people out on the water and get them learning the sport. That's awesome. Um, but we, uh, we definitely have some big plans. Uh, we got some big plans in the making, so p- stay tuned. Yeah, I- I'm real excited, man. I know there's a lot of people down in southwestern Ohio really excited about Mayo also. Yeah, I want to caravan up there yeah, and get to fish in some of those waters big time. Same here. Uh, how many guys did you send to the national championship last year for Mayo? Uh, last year, I believe it was 12. Um, pretty good number. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was 12 went and then out of the 12, three finished in the top 100. And then I don't know where the other two, um, I don't know where the other two guys ended up. And, you know, like I said, I I ended up 14th and the other two top 100s were Todd Voorhees and Stephen Galloway. Okay. So he's, you know, those are okay. both both two good guys. They both know what they're doing. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely a good time though. You know, we all met down there, kind of all shared a house, and it was cool to have the have the guys there. We had uh, the house I was in. Um, made a lot of good friends. You know, guys that you know, Ohio. Uh, I don't know if you know him, uh, George Nemeth, um, and uh, Clyde Ikes um met both of them never really met them before ended up staying in a house with them um stayed with uh tate schwab uh his girlfriend Alyssa, and cj welsh they're you know two great guys from pennsylvania you know Alyssa's awesome too so we had a pretty cool house you know very supportive um and that's the whole thing about mayo is when we were down there it didn't matter what house you were in there were always guys over at each other's houses talking to each other, picking out baits for the next day, you know, talking about strategy and all that. And, you know, I think the coolest part of the whole thing was, you know, going into day three, knowing where I was, you know, I had guys, you know, I, I had guys uh, sitting out at a bonfire on Saturday or uh, Friday. What was it? Thursday. Yeah. on uh, Friday night, you know, just telling me, Hey man, like, you just go out there and do what you got to do, you know, kind of helping me 
helping me with what, you know, I was going through at that time. I was a nervous wreck. And, you know, these guys are sitting there after being my competition for two days. Now they're just trying to be your friend and help you out. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can all, all qualify because I'd love to spend, you know, another trip to nationals with those guys. And, um, you know, and I think out of the five of them, we all, we all actually still have a Facebook group that we all talk to each other all the time in. And, That's you know, awesome. it's nice to keep those connections going. Well, if, if you have a new group of guys next year, you have new connections uh, growing after next year. After next year. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's that's one of the coolest things is always meet, meeting the new people and just learning what everybody what everybody's go tos are, you know. And I never asked anybody, hey, what what's what's your what's your go to, but you always find out, you know. You know if somebody's a finesse guy, you know if somebody's a power guy, um, you know. And that's the thing is I. I, I like to say that I run a, a power finesse game. Um, my my favorite my favorite thing to do is to swim bait and Ed rig, and you know it's it it works for me. But I know other people that absolutely hate the dead rig, and you know what? Hey, that's that's fine. I don't ever I don't ever say hey the Ned rig is the only thing that catches fish because it's not. I, I catch fish on other things, yeah. but for me, Ned rig is my confidence bait, and everybody knows that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. So well, how would you use that as a swim bait? I'm curious. Um, typically, like even this last tournament up here at Fletcher's. Um, so what I'll do is uh, if it's a real weedy area, um, usually I'll throw it in. I let it sit for about 10 seconds. Um, typically, if I'm fishing weeds and a fish doesn't take it in the first 10 seconds, then I'm, I'm actually just bouncing it. Um, I'm pretty much jigging it across the weeds, but yeah. I'm trying to keep it off the bottom. Yeah. Um, more kind of running it more uh, like a pogo kind of thing, right. uh, and it, it works. Um, the fish, you know, they I think it's that whole the look of a an injured bait fish. You know, they kind of have that like up and down, and it, especially running the bigger TRDs is one of my favorite things to do with those is to swim bait those. Nice. Try That's that. funny you funny you mentioned that because down here uh, at Paint Creek State Park, I, I was fishing a Ned Rig deep. I started pulling it up and uh, dropping uh, my ca- kayak. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had a fish swipe at it. He missed. I didn't catch it, but I, I saw it right next to me. He swiped it. That was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times they, they'll look at it when it's laying there, mm-hmm. but they don't want it until they see it move. Yeah. You know, once they move, that's yeah. that's irritating enough for them to say, "Okay, I'm hungry now." That's awesome. Uh, I think we're running uh, out of time here. We're at 52 uh, minutes. So, uh, do you have any sponsors uh, uh, to shout out or anything, or would like to shout uh, out? Anything, or would like yeah, to I, I mean, if if I got a t- if I got some time, um, I actually just picked up two this year. Uh, actually, all three of mine I picked up this year. Um, Robohawk is uh they make lanyards uh for your poles your tools anything you want to keep attached to your kayak they're gonna they got something to keep you for um stretching lines angler apparel they are a new company just starting out they make a lot of their own plastics um they're starting you know their own clothing line um and then the other one that's been probably my biggest supporter out of all of them is because it was my first one is uh, Fireball Outdoor Products. They started a jig company, and their jigs, in my opinion, are un- they're unmatched. Um, 
his custom colors that he does are just they're beautiful everything is hand tied and he joe does some amazing work with that kind of stuff i'm um, looking well at them right now they're amazing <laughs> yeah I, I love his colors i work with joe to help him come up with some colors and he puts a lot of effort into his job and he loves it so that's awesome. Uh, if you, if you ever, awesome. Uh, I was going to say, if you need some jigs right now, he's running a 4th of July special. I believe it's still going on. Yeah. How's that frenzy jig workout? Uh, it's good. He's made a lot of modifications to it. It used to have a couple issues with the blades, but he's fixed those. And I, it, it's the same as a chatterbait, basically. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I run them the same as chatterbaits, and I love them. Look at that sticks. You'll like the frenzy jig. I, I'm I'm starting to get into the jig game, so I might have to take up that off. Mm. All right. Well, he's he's definitely a good guy to get a hold of. He he knows knows what he's doing. Awesome. Well, you have something else, John? No, I was I was going to ask uh, Zach if by chance he was going to be at ICAST, or they'd be down there. Or they'd be down there. Any of your uh, sponsors? Uh, sponsors? No, I I don't think any of them are gonna go. Uh, I all of my sponsors are pretty much newer companies. Um, I the way I see it, the big guys already have their guys. Um, I would rather, yeah, I'd rather go for some of these small companies. Being somebody that you know, hey, I'm people know me, but really, I've only had one one good weekend, and uh, you know that was nationals for me. I've had a couple good tournaments here and there, but. You know, I'm I'm no Eric Sadicki. You know, I, I know that he's a great angler, and uh, you know, I, he's he knows everything there is to know about fishing, and you can tell when you talk to him. Yeah. Um, but you know, and yeah. I would love to be that one day, but for right now, I like to stick to the small companies that are just getting going and helping those guys out. So. Good stuff. Well, uh, John, you have a sponsor you want to shout out? Sponsors. Well, I'll be I'll be down with American Tackle uh, tomorrow, so I'll be with those guys uh, tomorrow evening. We're going to try to drum up as many support, as much support as ICAST we can for the uh, new fly fishing accessory, the MW12 microwave guides, uh, and then uh, Thursday, getting ready for the big flip off, where all the uh, big champions or the the internet the pro. Uh, fishermen are invited to come in and do the the flip off contest, which has happened uh, Thursday at four o'clock. So that's booth uh, forty twenty six there at ICAST, and uh, just big shout out to I, you know, American Tackle, and can't wait to meet the family down there. Meet the family down there. Yeah, man. Our our next episode is going to be awesome. It's going to be all about your ICAST experience, man. So I'm real excited about that. Really we'll do a live one too. I'm there, you know, let's make sure that happens. Yeah, we can do that. We'll make that yeah, work. We'll make that work. So yeah, I'll definitely be watching that because I, uh, you know, being up here in Michigan, that's a good 24-hour drive for me to get down there. So oh yeah, I, uh, I won't be making oh, that yeah. trip. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate the time, Zach, and uh, thanks for coming on. I'm sure we'll talk yeah. to you again. Yeah, we'll thank you, you guys. So. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. You're killing yeah, it, man. And good job and good luck to your wife out there. You guys are doing it it's fun to watch i've seen your name so it's nice to put a face to it you look like an mma fighter you don't necessarily <laughs> look like a, a bass fisherman you look like somebody you don't want to meet up in the octagon but uh it'll be a pleasure to meet you in purpose or in uh, person i can't wait to get up to michigan and do some fishing all right well uh, yeah. all right, well, uh... Go ahead. I'll go ahead. that's all you Go ahead.
Uh, I was just going to say, I'd love to meet you guys and get you out on the water here and see see how you guys fish down there. Uh, definitely. We'll, we'll be uh, doing the Mayo Tourney Trail here soon, so we look forward to it. We look forward to it. Uh, we do have a few sponsors to shout out for the uh, podcast here before we head out. Uh, before we head out, I'll mention our website, uh, paddle, paddle the letter N fin dot com. Uh, you can send all of our questions to paddle the letter N fin at gmail dot com. Uh, we got a social media, you know, Instagram and all that stuff. Paddle the letter N fin. Uh, Rocktown Paddle Sports, Lowland Canoe Kayak, Hammer Lures. Uh, coyote sun, sunglasses, which I'll just show you guys. These quicks, these are awesome. I like my coyote sunglasses. I, like I love them. I, I just got I these. Them. They're the bobs. I just got these. They're the bobs. Polarized. They float. I, I tested them out. I threw them in the water. Tested them out. Threw them in the water. Probably a lot cheaper than the coasters that I just bought. Yeah. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. We also got fish mob lure. Uh, fish mob lures. Uh, Southern Lake Lures. Company and of course uh, Michigan Ohio Kai Anglers. So yeah. we thank you guys for that. So we thank you guys for that. And uh, I don't uh, have. What's that? I don't. Have, what's that? I said thank you for having us. It's a great, you know, great to be partnered with you guys. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. We're real excited for it. We're real excited for it. And then uh, the last thing Brian always wants us to mention is the recycled uh, plastics program. Uh, if you guys have recycled plastics, uh, he'd like you guys to throw it in a box after each tournament. Uh, all the used plastics that the guys don't want, they typically throw away. Throw it in a box and then ship it to uh, 360 Pinewood Drive, Camp Hill, PA, uh, 17011. That goes to uh, Hammered Lures, and he uses that Hammer, to uh, make lures that for Heroes on the Water, I believe, right, John? Heroes on the yep, water, that's absolutely true. Yep. And what a great and what to be great. able to do something like that and get yep. those veterans out. Yep. A lot of them yep. are just, you know, disabled vets and getting them out there and catching fish. And part of it's a big rehabilitation, man, you know, getting them out there and active is very important. Yeah, go vets, man. Yeah, go vets, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, I think that's all we have for this episode. Well, I think it's all we have for this episode. Stay tuned for next week. We have a uh, John. We're gonna have talk about uh, iCast, and then I think we're gonna have Brent Hike on. I think the guy have Brent Hike on Fletcher's Pond. So Fletcher's Pond. So until next week, guys. Uh, tight next line. week, guys. Adam, tight line. Adam. Have a good one, guys. Hey, thank you, Zach. Good hey, seeing you, Zach. Six. You too, man. You too, man.